the Lord began a dealings with us last week on evangelism fire. Evangelism fire. And last week we looked at what is evangelism fire. But tonight, the Lord is going to be taking us further to look at evangelism fire, why we need it. Evangelism fire, why we need it. That's what we are going to be looking at tonight. Evangelism fire, why we need it. Why you need it. Why I need it. This is the word of the Lord to us. Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3. And I'd like us to look at verse 10. And we read down. Matthew chapter 3 from verse 10. John the Baptist said there that even now the heart is ready to strike the root of the trees. King James Version says the axe is laid at the root of the tree. Therefore, every tree that doesn't produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Verse 11. I baptize you with water for repentance. But the one who is coming after me is more powerful than high. I am not worthy to take off his sandals. He himself will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He himself will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, I'd like us to come also to the book of Acts chapter 2. We are looking at evangelism fire. Why we need it in such a time as this. Acts chapter 2 from verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were all together 
in one place. Suddenly, a sound like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house where they were staying and tongues and tongues like flames of fire that were divided appeared to them and rested on each verse 4 then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to in different languages as the Spirit gave them ability for speech. I'd like you to look at verse 14. But Peter stood up after the fire had rested on him, he stood up with the eleven. Rest his voice, the voice that has been baptized with fire. And proclaimed to them, Jewish men and all you residents of Jerusalem, let these be known to you and pay attention to my words. And of course, that day, they paid attention to his words. And 3,000 people were saved. 3,000 people were saved. Peter and the 120 at the upper room came under a fire that ignited them and one 3,000 people were saved. So we are looking at evangelism fire. Why we need it. I'd like us to begin by establishing this. The art of evangelism is Christ. The art of evangelism is Christ. That's the art of evangelism. Is Christ. Is Christ. The word evangelism comes from the word evangel. Evangel has to do with good news. There is a good news. That's evangelism. Evangel. 
And the good news is about Jesus. The good news is not about just how people can be free. The good news is not about how they can begin to enjoy life. The good news is not about how they can begin to make progress. The good news is about a person. And that is Jesus. That is the good news. It is about Jesus. So Christ is the good news. Every time we talk about evangelism, we talk about Christ as the message of good news to people. So Jesus is our good news. This is the essence of evangelism. In that Acts chapter 2 and verse 21. Acts chapter 2 and verse 21. Apostle Peter spoke further. He said, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the act, who is the focus of the good news, whoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. Whoever. It does not matter who that person is. Whether a king, whether a slave, whether white, whether black, whether ham robber, whether a fighter, whether a chronic sinner, whoever call, whether a child, whether an adult, whoever call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation will be saved. It's a guarantee. So, having looked at this, this is evangelism. Presenting the good news. Proclaiming the good news. And the good news is who? Christ is Jesus. But you cannot proclaim him anyhow. You need fire to proclaim him. And that's what we are looking at tonight. Why do we need the fire? If it is cheap to be able to go all around and win souls, all of us by now, everyone will be rejoicing for the number multitudes that will have won to the kingdom. But you realize that if there is anything that we find very difficult to do, it is so winning. If there is anything that is becoming, that has become 
so difficult in the body of Christ now, it is so winning. But this is the art. This is the art beat. This is all that Christ came for as we learned last week. Now, very quickly, it takes the fire that is greater than us. The fire of the Lord. The fire that burns in the heart of the Lord Jesus himself. That made the commitment to soul winning important than his own food when he was around. There was a dimension, a kind of fire that made Christ to be restless. I saw him at a time when he administered to a set of people and in the night he retired and in the morning multitude have gathered and the disciples came to him and said master multitude have gathered they want to hear you he said let us move away from here Jesus was not moved just to draw crowd is moved by one thing the souls of men you can hardly find him you cannot find him where he will not be able to draw souls to the father. He wasn't concerned. I think we were somewhere yesterday and I, I, I told, we were discussing and I told them, I said, somebody call Christ at a particular time and say, ah, come and mediate between me and my brother concerning this property, landed property. Jesus said, don't bring me into that. Who has made me a judge over this kind of a matter? This is not my business. I cannot judge this kind of a matter. And he began to speak further to the disciples that the life of a man does not consist in the abundance of the things that he possesses. So you will not find Christ in any business that is not generating souls for the father. I told us last week that he was hungry and tired on a journey and he got to a well and that was the place he met this woman in John chapter 4, the Samaritan woman. The disciples went to the town to get food for him. By the time they came back, he was not even giving attention for food. Jesus loved souls more than he loved food. And the disciples began to wonder, has anyone given him something to eat? And he told them, you don't know my passion. You don't know my zeal. There is something much more important to me than just eating. There is something that satisfies me. What satisfies me is to get souls for the Lord. And do you know, at that time he was saying that to the apostles. He was not with multitude. He was only with one woman. So whether one, whether multitude, 
there was a fire in the heart of Christ that kept him with a zeal to go after souls, lost souls at all times. The Bible talk about him in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. How God anointed him. He came under fire and he was going about. Moving from one place to another. Not because he, 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 he was unstable. But because he was after souls of men. And do you know? He undid the same thing to the disciples. Now the question is that. Why was Christ not tired? Why was he so passionate? Why was he consumed? He told the disciples at a particular time, I think in John chapter 2, he said, the zeal of my father's house has eaten me up. The zeal means passion. The zeal means fire. The fire of souls. Has consumed me up. And you know something? When he was going. He knew. In Luke chapter 24. And verse 49. Luke 24 49. He told the apostles. See. This mandate. Of soul winning. Of witnessing. You cannot do it by a wish. You may desire it. But your desire can't get it done. He now told them, you need fire. And I'm saying to us, we need that fire. Until we get that fire, there is no way we can be committed to evangelism. When we get that fire, we don't need anybody to, to, to motivate us anymore. We don't need anyone to cause scriptures to us anymore. You don't need big grammar. Who need big grammar? Peter was on land. But yet, thousands of souls were getting saved under this man. Why? Because there was a baptism of fire. And that is what John the Baptist was saying. I baptize you with water, but there is one that is coming after me, is greater than high. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Why will he baptize you with that fire? This is what we are looking at. Why we need, why the church, look at the way we are, look at the way the body of Christ is, look at what is happening to the body of Christ presently. Just because we have lost the fire that was found in the holy church. The fire that was in them is no longer in us. They could not do that assignment without fire. Look at Apostle Peter in John chapter 21. Before he came under that fire. Just like us naturally. After Jesus had died, he was with Christ all through. He promised Christ his allegiance. But yet, he told the others, can we go fishing? Can we return back to our normal business? 
And while they were doing that, you know, they caught nothing until Christ appeared to them and Christ was saying to him, redirecting him to zeal for souls. Peter, do you love me more than this? He was calling it attention. He was redirecting his heart back to the essence of being a disciple, being a Christian. It's not just about your personal business. It's not about your personal accomplishment. It's about me. Peter was saying, I love you. But yet, where he was getting, trying to get fish for himself. And that is how we say to the Lord also, when we are found, where we are pursuing our own desire, where we are pursuing our own interest, where we are pursuing our own will, it comes to us there, and he's saying, do you love me? And we say, we love you. Than this, but that is where we are. But Jesus, at this very time, I see him just as he redirected Peter. Peter was a point man. He was a leader. And Christ was redirecting. It is about souls. This is what matters. It's about souls. But until Peter came under that fire, in Acts 2.14, he could not stand. But the moment that fire came on him, Acts 2.14, the Bible says, and Peter standing. I love that scripture. Peter standing. He wasn't just standing literally. He wasn't just standing physically. Peter was standing now in the realm of readiness. He was standing with fire. Something has happened to Peter. When what happened to Peter happened to us, you will stand. You won't be able to sit anymore. When they say, see, when fire is burning here now, nobody can sit. When there is a fire burning, you can't stay. When fire came on Peter, Peter stood. And when he stood, not just standing, he couldn't keep quiet. The Bible says he spoke. And the words that came from his mouth were words of fire because his tongue has been touched. And I'm praying that in our time that the Lord, the fire that will cause us to stand, to stand for evangelism, to stand for Christ, to stand to win souls, to be proclaiming Christ, oh, the Lord will release the fire upon us. Very quickly. Why do we need evangelism fire? Number one, we need the fire to be like Jesus. Every one of us, our most important and the greatest accomplishment on the earth is to be like Christ. There is nothing you can be on this earth that can be great and that can be fulfilling before God like becoming like Jesus. Becoming like Jesus. And I'd like you to understand that we are presently in a world that has lost Christ in Christianity. Please take note of that. We are presently in a world that has lost Christ in Christianity. People tell you that 
they are Christians, yet you cannot see Christ. We are so comfortable in our time now to be Christians minus Christ. Not knowing that without Christ, we are not Christians. I was saying that to my wife last night. We are in a, in a season, in a dispensation. That you see people who are pastors. People who are ministers. They are everywhere. But they are called that minus Christ. Everything shows that they belong to the church. They can preach. When it is time for fellowship, they join. But to see them being like Christ is not. So we are in a very dangerous times. That the world has lost Christ. The believers, the church has lost Christ in Christianity. And that is the reason evangelism has been lost. I told us last week, it is not sharing of flyers. It is not promoting your organization, your paraministry, or promoting your denomination. That's not evangelism. There are souls that we will win that will not even be part of your local assembly. But who cares? God cares. It is not about trying to get people to really become part of numbers so that you can impress men. That look at how many souls we have won. They are here. Our church is growing. It is no longer about Christ. It is now about the name of a denomination. So many of us, even in various local assemblies, our engagement in evangelism is not because of Christ. It's not because that Christ should be formed. It's not that Christ should be glorified. It's that the church should be filled. So the first matter why we need evangelism fire. Marvelous, I can see that you are writing. is because we need to be like Jesus. Jesus is a soul winner. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15, if you are a Christian, you must be a soul winner. If you are not a soul winner, oh my God, we are not Christians. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. I'd like you to see something there. Look at what he said. Apostle Paul was saying to his protege, Timothy, he said, this saying is trustworthy. And deserving of full acceptance is a trustworthy statement. Truth. And it deserves that you accept it. What was he saying you should accept? That Christ Jesus, who we claim as our Lord, as our Savior, came into this world that we are. He came into this world that we are to do what? Make name for himself to save sinners. So if I am to be like Christ, which is the goal of every believer in any church, in any ministry, if you are to be like Christ, you are to be like him in saving sinners. He needs to be saving sinners through you. To be like Christ means Christ has now gone 
to the Father, but is now living in you. You are the church. Every believer is a church through which Christ reaches out. So the ministry of Christ has not ended as long as there are believers that can be like him on the earth. I don't know whether you are understanding that here. Christ dedicated his life to one work. Soul saving. Evangelism. In Matthew chapter 4 verse 19. He gave himself to it. It was so clear. This is who we are saved to be like. It doesn't matter whether a general overseer, whether a bishop, whether a senior pastor, whether anybody, whether any pope. Your assignment before you are a pope or before you are a bishop is that you are a, a Christian. So, and a Christian means you are like Christ. And that means to be like Christ means that you are living, doing what he does. Doing what he came to the world to do. Apostle Paul said, this is worthy of acceptance. We have to accept it. That Christ came to this world. The one we are to be like. To save sinners. And that's why it takes fire. Christ knows. Look at Peter. When that fire came. They took notice of him. When we receive fire of evangelism, they will take notice of you that you have been with Jesus. You are like Jesus. There is something common about you or with you with Jesus. How can we be like Jesus? Through the fire of evangelism. Number one, everything about our lives must be founded upon Christ. Everything about our lives. That's how to be like Jesus. Apostle Paul was saying there is no any other foundation that has been laid than that which has been laid, which is Christ. So the only thing is that everyone should be careful how we build on that foundation. So everything about our lives must be founded. Our life should be upon Christ. That's how to be like Christ. Number two, everything about our work must be founded upon the work of Christ. And that's what we are looking at in our lead class. No matter your profession, no matter the work you do, it should be founded. It should be a building upon the work of the Lord, which is so winning. Every work, every profession that a believer engages in, the foundation is to draw souls to the kingdom. Without doing that, that work is a waste of time. Because it can only make a person to succeed here on the earth. It will not pass the test of eternal reward. So how can we live our life laboring here on the earth? And at the end of the day, it does not attract heavenly reward. 
So your work should be founded upon the work of Christ. This is important. That's how to be like Christ. Number three, to be like Christ, everything about our heart must be full of the spirit of Christ. Everything about our hearts must be full of the spirit of Christ. How many of us know that the Holy Spirit is an evangelism spirit? As a matter of fact, I think it was Apostle John that was saying at a particular time that we bear witness and he bears witness along with us. So when you are witnessing, you are winning souls, you are on the go for the mission of evangelism, that is the reason the Holy Ghost is here. To assist, to bear witness with us so that our witness can be validated. Our witness can be empowered. So when we are to be like Christ, Christ was full of the Holy Spirit, we must be full of the Spirit. And you know when this is happening? There is no way. There is fire of evangelism that will be burning in your heart. You can't be full of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will not be driving you. The Holy Spirit has come to glorify Christ. So if you are not evangelizing, if you are not winning souls, how will he glorify Christ? The way he wants to. So it's important Number four, to be like Jesus. Everything about our existence, everything about our existence must be for the glory of Christ. We must exist for the glory of Christ, not for ourselves. That is how you can say, I am like Christ. I am becoming like Christ. I exist for the glory of Christ. In other words, when you exist for the glory of Christ and your life is given to evangelism, you realize that at all times, you just want to bring glory to Christ at all costs. Today, while I was praying and meditating on this that I'm sharing with you, the Holy Spirit began to make it so clear to me that every one of us, we have been given privileged platforms by which we can win souls. Is it the school here that you are talking about? These children are here. They are here because they must be saved. In Destiny Lifters Academy now, it is never going to be in the good pleasure of the Father that a child passes through this school and we have not presented Christ. It does not matter how well we have received such a child. The reason for this school, the reason for Destiny Lifters Academy is not because of anything primarily. We want them to be the best in the society. That is secondary. How can they be the best without Christ? So the primary, no matter what, the primary is their soul. So why we are not focusing on that completely we know that that is the foundation. That's the reason why they are here. That's the reason Destiny Lifters Academy can rise. That is the reason it can be unique from among other schools. And you know something? Pastor Inka will bear me witness. 
when our children were in higher ground, one of the key things that made us to be fully satisfied is that the proprietress is on a mission. If you enter that school, it is written completely. Everything about that school, they may not call it higher ground Christian school. <laughs> but everything, Mr. Ajola, that school, they draw. So you would think you are in, you are in a church atmosphere. Abi, am I lying? That's it. When it's when he's teaching them, when she's teaching them, when she's presenting the world, she's racing so just for the Lord. That is her field. That her own work there has been found dead. According to chapter 7, Jesus said, whoever hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, it will be like a wise man that builds his house on a rock. So how do you build your work on a rock? Build your work on soul winning. That is the work that Christ came to do. No matter, it doesn't matter where you are working. The foundation of that work should be that souls are coming to Christ. It does not matter. And may this fire rest on us. So what is number one fire? Why we need, what is number one reason why we need evangelism fire? To be like Jesus. If you look at Jesus Christ, he, he, he uses every opportunity to share the good news. To share the gospel of the kingdom. He might not start with coming and confronting people to say, don't you know you need to come to the kingdom? Do you know his time? Just like I'm sharing with you now that he has given us different professions, different platforms which we can draw souls. Look at how he, he began with the Samaritan woman. Look at even when he came to Peter in John 21. Children, have you any fish? Look, he will begin with a common thing. Connecting with them where they will be able to understand him. I served in a boy state in Abakaliki. And because I was, as at that time, uh, uh, the, the Corpus Fellowship president, they needed to ensure that my posting will have to be different. So I was posted to the technical college in Abakaliki. And then they also gave me a privilege because the school had the knowledge of my office as the leader over the Corpus Fellowship of the state. So, I can, the, the work was not so hard on me, so I can walk to the class. They gave me a very light work to do. But I didn't take that for granted. I still saw it that every time that I feel like, oh, let me not go to class, I will be thinking about those children. I was giving a course to be teaching them on IT, information technology. So that was what I was teaching them. But when I would get to those students in the technical college, I would begin by first teaching them, teaching them. Before you know it, we begin to chip in certain things. And right there, those guys were getting saved. So I was fulfilling my purpose in Corpus Fellowship and I was fulfilling my purpose in my primary posting. 
Every work of a believer is the work of Christ. So you are to be like Jesus. May that fire rest upon us. Number two, why we need evangelism fire is to regain our lost first love for Jesus. To regain our lost first love. You know, when Christ was speaking in Revelation 3 to a church, he was saying, remember you where you are falling. You have lost your first love. That is what they call first love. For those of us who are married, knows the first love when you first, you know, for that you understand what I'm talking about. You realize the discussion we normally have that time. You will come sometimes, you will not be able to sleep. If Uluwatoin does not do a little, ah, sir, sir, sir. That's first love. You are restless. When I was in a relationship with my wife, ah, if she didn't pick a call like this, ah, my head would be banging. Bah, 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 bah. What is just happening? First law. And when you now have the marriage, you even come late to the family, to the house. You don't even have to bother to say sorry. You don't even give an explanation why you are late. You don't care whether somebody feels that you are not around or not. You have lost your first law. The same way when we first came to Christ. Those who came to Christ genuinely not those who chewing gum to the altar. Who were videoing the general version like this. Those ones don't even have first love at all. They don't even have love. They just have video camera. But those who are genuinely saved, there is a love that begins to burn in your heart. You love him so much that you want to do, you just want to do his will. All you are longing for is to please him. That is first love. But when that first love is lost, you begin to feel at ease in Zion. Doing what you like. Without feeling. You know, Songs of Solomon, he said, don't arouse the love until it is time. Many of us have aroused the love of Jesus and then we abandon him. And you know how it feels when your love has been awakened and is now taken for granted. So that's the need for fire. When Jesus gave the apostle, he knew Peter could abandon the first love. But when the fire of Holy Spirit Came, this man became a total abandon. He recaptured. He regained. And that is what the Lord is calling us to. We need the fire that will cause us to regain. You know how you feel when you don't study the Bible in a day. What do you feel now? You know how you feel when you miss your quiet time in the morning. You have no fellowship with the Lord. But today, now, how do you feel? You are no longer feeling it. Some of us, you know, I remember a particular word that my disciple, Pastor Paul Martins, in Lagos, I sat down and he was teaching like this. And he came up with a scripture. 
where Apostle Paul said, even though I preach the gospel, that was how Pastor Paul taught us. He said, Apostle Paul said, I have nothing to glory of. You know that scripture? He said, for woe is me if I preach not the gospel. And Pastor Paul taught us and said, you know something? When you don't evangelize, woe. And he began to dissect the word woe. In Yoruba, they call it Egbe. Doom is a word for woe. Waste is a word for woe. Destruction is a word for woe. So that was the kind of fire of love that was burning in the heart of Paul to the point that if he will not win soul, he saw himself as somebody for destruction. Do you need to encourage such a man? The man that love has pegged him to a doomed place if he will not do the will of the Father. May we regain that first love in the name of Jesus Christ. Number three, maybe I will stop at that because I think it's getting dark very quickly. And the Lord can help us to continue maybe next week. So I think this three will be okay. Why do we need to recapture the fire of evangelism that was burning in the early church? We need it. To be consistent in so many like the holy Christians. We need that fire in order to be consistent. Consistency is a great virtue. As a matter of fact, Anything you are consistent about, oh my God, you will dominate it. It is not about what you are doing. It's about how consistent you are in it. One thing you can mark out from the life of these apostles is that they had the fire of consistency in evangelism. They were not like us. That when we do it last month, it is another three months. The fire kept them consistent. We need the fire of consistency. Many a times we don't see results of what we do because we are not consistent in it. Last Friday, <laughs> I was, um, I, I, during the special Holy Ghost service, when testimonies were going on, and I began to look at some of the, is it Friday? I think it was Friday or Thursday. Friday? When some people were coming out with triplet, three, three, and uh, I didn't hear a testimony among these people of it was two years ago that we got married. Maybe one among them was about 21 years. 
and they have not departed to say, ah, this God, for 21 years, one of the, one of the families, the man, I think my, my wife loved the way the man spoke, he said, we kept at it. We kept at it. Consistency is keeping at it. Even when it looks as if it is not convenient, even when it looks as if it is not yielding desired result, keep at it. The beauty of anything comes out of consistency. So Jesus demonstrated himself a consistent commitment. The fire, the bond in him made him consistent. Let me show you as we are rounding off. I've told you we are rounding off now. In Acts chapter 5 verse 42, I'd like you to see it there so that we now go to a cry. Then my wife gets said, maybe five minutes, let's do a very serious cry, praying in the spirit, crying to the Lord about these three things. Acts chapter 5 verse 42, look at what they said. <laughs> they said, every day, two days in a week, three days in a week, once in a month, every day in the temple complex and in various homes, they continue teaching and proclaiming the good news that the Messiah is Jesus. So evangelism is everyday business. See, evangelism is everyday business. As long as we wake up by grace in a day, as long as we are alive in a new day, it's another day to evangelize. That was the fire burning in the early church that was the reason they commanded the kind of result. That was the reason the miracles, the signs, the wonders we saw attested to their consistency. Holy Spirit stayed with them because they were consistent. I need that fire. I need that fire. On a pastor friend at a particular time, I told my wife, send a message to me, you know, concerning the journey of leadership, devotional that I normally send to people. And he said to me one day, he said, sir, the only thing I want to say that I've learned from you over time is consistency. Consistency. And immediately I received that message. I went on my knees. I said, Lord, I have been failing you in consistency. This man did not see anything. If there is any battle, if there is anything that I'm asking the Lord to be, is to be consistent in the assignment he has given to me. But do you know, that is how, that is what the Lord is expecting from us. Every day, When it's take action for Jesus. Every Saturday. Once a week. But every day. is a personal responsibility. 
every day. And you know something? We can share Jesus in any form. In any form. I'm starting another devotional series tomorrow now. I can, I just, I'm, I've taught you, but I will be starting every avenue on Facebook, on any social platform, any, any avenue now. I'm still believing God for open doors to share Christ. I will be, how can I survive if I am not releasing Christ to people? I can't, it's as if you are taking a fish out of water. My wife knows, I've told you, the only time she can't get my smile, she knows when she comes around, if my day has not really been in releasing what the Lord has given to me to impact a life or some life for Jesus, that day to me is a waste. So if she comes around me, I will feel cold. Money is not my joy. It doesn't make me. What gives us joy is that we are consistent sharing the gospel. You can do it in any way. You can do it in any form. Just ensure it's everyday business. It might just be coming on, 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 your, on, your, on your WhatsApp status. Share about Christ. Talk about Jesus. Come in on your anything share. Anywhere you are with the children share. Share with a friend. Turn discussion to something. Go on after souls. You finish your work in a day. You know you have not won a soul. Go out. Go and look for a soul. Go. Let it be everyday business. We can't do it except there is a fire. I want us to pray for that fire right now. There are three reasons why we need the fire of evangelism that I've shared with you. There are others. We'll move from here if the Lord tarries next week. But can we quickly cry for the fire within five minutes? The fire that affected this kind of man in their own time. That fire is still available in a greater dimension. Can we open our heart as we pray right now? be praying, I'll be asking for fire. And don't forget, we have just a few moments, few minutes to pray. But the true scriptures that Daddy read why he was bringing the word to us. Matthew 3, verses 10 and 11. When, <laughs> when John the Baptist was telling the people, I can only baptize you with water unto repentance. But there is he that come after me. He will baptize you with holy ghost and with fire. With holy ghost and with fire. And the second scripture that we read, Acts chapter 2 from verse 1, talked about when the fire came on the day of Pentecost. The story changed, the game changed. Timidity gave way for boldness in the spirit. The first love was revived. I want us to cry to the Lord. Tonight, baptize me with your fire. Baptize me with your fire. I need the baptism of fire. I need the greater power to come upon me. Oh, to effectively, effectively witness you. 
to effectively preach about you, to effectively evangelize, oh God. I need the baptism of fire. 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 Lord, I need a baptism of fire. In the name of Jesus, Makosha Dali Mighty name, we are praying. Amen. About um, a month ago or thereabout, I was going to the office and the, the Holy Ghost kept bringing to my spirit that start witnessing in the ball, in the in the vehicle. Start, I was ah, uh, why? <laughs> I, I don't used to. But about a month, even before that, even mentioned it there, it kept coming to my spirit. I was first. Because you have to mention something here that well, something that is difficult for believers to do except the Lord has taken over our heart is to evangelize. It is very, very true. It is very, very correct. The devil will be bringing so many things to your heart that <laughs> what about if they ask you to keep quiet? And I was just ah, start witnessing it. I was now, you know, beginning. Holy Spirit, can it be twice in a week? And if it was in a week, how can I every day? You know, and it kept bringing me to my spirit. At, at a point, I will enter the vehicle and it will set on rest in my spirit. Begin to speak. Begin to speak. Begin to speak. Yes, it, it got to that point. When I now began to talk about it this morning, ah, that means there is a work. It may not be for everybody. It may be for some people that the Lord is moving. He has started moving my heart toward that about over a month ago. Start witnessing in the bus. Start in, in the vehicle. Whenever I enter, so now I want to keep quiet. Don't keep quiet. Start. Start talking. Talk to these people. Speak to these people. But I want also ask, there is a greater force that will come upon us 
that will not allow us to keep quiet about it. When that greater force came upon the apostles, Peter could not keep quiet. The people were saying they are drunk. They are drunk. This early morning, that Peter stood up. He said, no, we are not drunk. And he began to tell them about Jesus. He began to explain to them about Jesus. And the Bible tells us 3,000 souls at that spot, 3,000 souls came to Jesus. 3,000 souls came to Jesus because there is a fire burning in them. Can you tell the Lord, set my heart on fire. The fire of evangelism. The fire to begin to proclaim Set my heart on fire, Lord. Set my heart on fire for you. In the name of Jesus. Father, set my heart on fire for you. We are praying. Amen. When Daddy was talking about first love, I remember when I first when I gave my life to Jesus newly, I could pray anywhere. In fact, I don't even have understanding about Jesus as I do now. But then I wasn't ashamed of it. I can stand anywhere to talk about it. I can go to the presence of the Lord, not even feeling that I, not feeling that I can be in the presence of the Lord. I don't read my Bible. I don't pray there. Ah, that day is not complete. But as one begins to grow, those things, those who love, begin to wash cold. I want us to pray, Lord, reawaken your love in my heart. Okay, if you don't even have that love at all before, can you tell the Lord, put your love in my heart. You cannot keep quiet talking about your lover. You can't keep quiet talking about your lover. You don't get tired talking about your lover. Can you tell the Lord? Reba ko sekete re 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 re
Evangelism is as important as the breath we breathe. As the breath we breathe in every now and then. I once watched a movie, it was a long time ago. Two children of God, they were involved in an accident and two of them died. They were pastors. And one happened to an evangelist. This man always, always evangelized. This man will always evangelize. And the other one don't care. He cares less about evangelism. And when they get to heaven, they, you know, they showed heaven and they were deliberating on it. Believers were praying, Lord, bring these people back to life. And what the, the conclusion in heaven is that this one that brings gain to heaven, this one that wins soul, this one that is always bringing joy to the kingdom, 
let him go back to the world to continue his work. And this one that is always careless about it, let him come and rest. And you know, it is, it is just like that. We want to continue to exist. Number one reason for our existence is to bring joy to the Lord. The Bible says in Revelation, we are created for his pleasure. We are created for his pleasure. We can be celebrated miracles here. But in every miracles are not being celebrated. Because that is the habitation. It, it is natural. It is just natural. What they celebrate in heaven is souls that is being won to the kingdom of God. The souls that you bring when the soul is brought to the kingdom of God, there is celebration in heaven. When you win, when, 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 you, when you experience freedom, when you experience when God blesses you with financial breakthrough or whatever, it is not being celebrated in heaven because it's a natural habitation. That is where it is natural thing there. But souls, when souls come to the kingdom, it is being celebrated. Can you pray, Lord, create passion in me for souls? Oh, create in me passion for souls. let our joy be that people are coming to your kingdom. That souls are being worshipped. passion in me. great passion in me. Oh, dying passion. Lord, great in me. Oh, Lord, for so great passion in me. In the name of Jesus. Jesus.